As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello and welcome back to a losing edition of the Warriors All 82 Podcast. I insisted, I insisted that we do, just because there's stuff to talk about. I thought you were just going to, just because they took an L. That's L, All 82 Kawakami, done deal. But I, it's, there's, some, there's some issues out there I think we can discuss. There were some very, very, very interesting issues with this team. And, uh, you know, they came out of it, you know, Steve Kirk clearly had a theme. He liked the energy. He liked the defensive, you know, play. Obviously, except for the last two minutes, uh, you know, if we do it like this, we did, we figured some things out, then just get some players back. Draymond clearly being the number one, uh, things are fine. That's them trying to tell themselves that that's fine. I'm sure after losing four of the last five, I think they're generally right, but it's very, very, so very clear that it, this is the lull where they're waiting for Draymond to come back, and they need him back. Like they, this is no longer like, hey, we can get through it without Draymond. Look at. They need Draymond back, and it's going to be a struggle until he get, does get back whenever that is. So, you know, they went on a nine-game winning streak without him, uh, and within that, like, there was, you know, it wasn't this strong, like, dominant nine-game winning streak. They were finding ways to win. Um, and then, you know, even during this one-and-four patch, uh, the win over the Lakers wasn't that impressive, which is the win in the middle of basically four losses. The win right before that, which was in Oklahoma City, had a lot of, uh, flaw. So really, you know, we're talking about a you know they got set. bombed in a couple of those games too. So. Yeah. yeah, blown out in Utah, uh, pretty much blown out in LA the other night. Uh, this has been a bad seven game stretch. Now, I, I they did play one of their better games recently tonight, um, and really should have been going to the break on a you know minor high note. Uh, they're up all game. Uh, I do think a lot of the rotational tweaks, which I'm sure we'll get to, I do think they worked. Um, but they give up a 39.4th quarter. Jokic was great individually. Uh, but they also made coaching mistakes late, which is, you know, I don't know. You can say should they have kept Kevon Looney in or not after Mike Malone started hacking. I, I think shouldn't have brought him in to, to the pick under two minutes when you can't foul him intentionally unless you move the guy into the play. I think it's just a stand. I was going to ask her about that. I forgot. But, like, you just can't. And I think it's just a natural play. They just do it. In that moment, you couldn't do it. 
I, I do. I mean, part of it was like you don't want to shy away from. That was always the Shaq thing. Like you don't want to pull him because he's going to get fouled at some point. You do want him to be able to feel like the team believes he's going to make three throws. And you do Coke, want him yeah. guarding Jokic. You do want him guarding the Jokic. They don't have another option. But at that point, like if he if he makes two more free throws, they win this game, and that's literal. That is not you know that's absolutely true. Uh, and maybe they should have got him out of there. And, you know, again, then we'll do what against Jokic, but. He wasn't doing great against Jokic himself. Like, there wasn't like he was like, oh, there, there's the wall. They're building the wall on Jokic. That did not happen. There was no wall going up against Jokic. Yeah, uh, and then the other one to me, which is like the one that I think is easier to second guess is Kurt. so uh, they go down one, then Steph hits an and one mid-ranger, makes the free throw with whatever. It was about eight seconds left or so. They call timeout. And in the past, Steve Kerr's had no problem replacing Steph Curry. with. And the obvious defensive replacement was the guy he started, Gary Payton II, had six steals, was great defensively, was left on the bench in the fatal defensive possession. And Steph Curry, this was not Steph Curry's first really bad late-game mistake this season. When they played the Pacers here, one of their worst losses of the season, uh, he just got distracted while guarding Justin Holiday in, a, in an up-three situation that the Warriors weren't fouling in. Um, kind of looked one way while Justin Holiday cut the other. He gives up a Justin Holiday game-tying three. They go or yeah, tied it. They went to overtime and lost. Similar situation tonight, except probably even worse. You're up to... Uh, that's a complete no three situation. Uh, he floats off to kind of double Nikola Jokic, but if you rewatch the play, like he wasn't doing anything to bother Nikola Jokic. If Jokic decided to call his own number, Steph Curry wasn't was intimidating that. that. He was swipe at the ball. That, that, that's all he was going to do was swipe at the ball. He's done it. He can do it. It was not the time to do it. I, I actually thought well, about in it in my head. Like, would they possibly take Curry out here? Like, you know, just go offense defense. And I, in my, like, I said, no, they're not. Because again, it's a it's a confidence thing. They, they've been talking all season, and, and it's been true. His defense has been good all season. They don't want to take, and he hates coming off the floor. Like this is the key smart thing. Like he hates coming off the floor as a as a defensive liability. They don't want to put that in his head. But then he did that, and you know, hey, Gary Payton could have done it himself. Like come off the, the shooter, but. He likely would not have in the same way. You know, and and a lot of times this happens more maybe in the second quarter uh, or, you know, at different times of the game. But Gary Payton comes in for him for a defensive replacement. And and maybe, you know, from from an ego standpoint, it would hurt Steph Curry less if it's like, yeah, this is a second quarter possession. We don't want you to get a foul, whatever. Not this is the game's deciding possession. But those are the most important things. And as we've seen this year, (laughs) Gary Payton might be the best, like, defensive specialist in the league. He's like, every time they put him in late in quarters, he's getting steals. You didn't need him to get a steal tonight, but I bet you he would have stuck a bit closer to Monty Morris. Yeah, and I got to go. I'm not exactly sure who Denver had on the floor. I'm surprised Steph would be on Monty Morris. When Monty Morris hit the shot, I was thinking well, that couldn't have been Steph because he wouldn't have been on Monty Morris because he was one of the best shooters they had out there, if not the most dangerous shooter they had uh, out there. So uh, a lot of weird little things. Kerr admitted that there are things, you know, he had coaching issues that he was going to be upset with himself about. Uh, wouldn't detail all of them, but I think there's some hints about what they could be. Uh, there were open shots too, though. Like they had open shots and then they did not hit them uh, going down the stretch. Another time when. They needed shots to be made, and other than Otto Porter and Steph's one shot, there, there were a lot of clanks up there. There were a lot of, you know, they they did not have, it wasn't free flanks. Clay was not, I mean, Clay had a bad, another bad shoot night. He said back-to-back. These are going to happen. They happened even before he was out for two years, but I think people got to be ready with a lot of these coming with, Steph, with Clay. Steph didn't shoot the ball great either. He didn't make the one big shot. 
they're not playing great. This was a better effort. They're still not playing great. Uh, and Draymond is going to fix a lot of these things. But even Steph said, like, he's not going to fix everything. Like, also, they got other things going on here. Also, Draymond Green's not going to be back soon. Yeah. Draymond Green, they, they released an announcement today that really said nothing. It said, you know, he's going to be back at some point after the All-Star break. He's doing light on-court activities, which we've seen, right? He's out there, you know, basically... You know, tossing up a shot or two while he's chatting with people. I mean, most of the stuff he's doing behind the scenes is about strengthening core and, and different stuff around uh, this to basically prevent any this popping up again. I, again, I wouldn't expect him to get into full contact work for another two, three weeks at least. So we're talking probably a month away. There's a lot of important games before mid-March. Oh, yeah. uh, there's, a, there's a couple road trips. Uh, there's two games in Denver, you know, that you saw him play the Nuggets tonight. And they're trying to hold off Memphis to keep the two. Like, yes, I, I you know, what Draymond Green will solve and how Draymond Green will look looks will, will be the story of the last, we'll say, 14 games or so. Um, but there's a, there's a long stretch of games before them where they need to solve the problems without Draymond Green. Yeah, maybe with James Wiseman. I mean, maybe he's on a faster path. I mean, because they don't have I to. I mean, he's closer yeah, for sure. To, he's not going to play 35 minutes. So you just he get ain't. him out there for, for five and see where he is. Uh, I, again, that could create its own problems, obviously, right? I mean, he could be out of position. They could be jamming him in there. Uh, and Bielitsa, you know, we've criticized him was it on the podcast. No, it was not bad. It was not himself. bad. Yeah. I mean, he's not doing anything offensively at all. But at least he's not turning it over and he's not you know, totally shanking three-point shots. He was not bad. He fought. Nobody was going to be good against against Jokic. That's what you could say about this whole discussion about getting a defensive player, a defensive center. Like, who is out there who's going to slow down Jokic? Like, who are they getting? I know. You could theory, theorize Tristan Thompson could have, they, who's already... Rick Carl has Gone decided. Yeah, yeah, Draymond didn't like yeah, no, that. No, did not like that. A coach is announcing, opposing coach is announcing where a guy is signing. Although I'm not quite sure how you would have a deal where you get paid I for announcing. I'm not quite sure, Draymond. But I, I get, I get what he's saying. Uh, I, I get. But also, whoever, you know, whoever they can get, I'm not sure is going to make a make a least bit of difference in a situation like this. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's somebody. I don't know that there's somebody that would make it that that, that would be playable. And and you say, okay, Jokic, we need you for to play this guy to play Jokic for six minutes in the fourth quarter important game. I don't know who that is. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Honestly, I mean, it's it's not the story coming out of this one because at the end of the day, you look at the box score and Jokic finished was like 35-17 and obviously had the game-winning assist. But they were at their best tonight and really took control of the game with small ball against Jokic. I mean, it was like, you know, he's having a guard Kaminga, and Kaminga back cuts him. He's Or beats him down the floor. Yeah, yeah. Beat, uh, at one point they put him on Peyton, and he started ignoring Peyton. And guess what? Gary Peyton had his best offensive game in a month because he was using that 
uh, you know, strategy against the Nuggets by cutting back door. Uh, at one point, you know, Wiggins got him in space, and Jokic didn't have anyone to guard, uh, and Wiggins is just getting a couple easy jumpers over him. And it's just like I know they didn't win, but in general, I think you could see what their strategy is. It, like if they got Denver in a playoff series, which by the way is possible. Denver sitting at six. The Warriors are now only one and a half up. I don't think they'd mind a Denver series. I don't even think they'd – Three. One and a half, <laughs> one and a half up one of half Memphis. Up, yeah, my bad. One and a half up and seven. <laughs> so. But one and a half up of three means yeah. if you drop yeah. to three, you're probably playing Denver. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, Jamal Murray might come back, which would make it more dangerous. But in general, I think they'd be fine playing a Denver team and giving up 32 and, and 14 to Nikola Jokic on an average. If they've got Draymond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that would be part of it. But also, like, living in a small ball environment where they would yes. think they would exploit yes. him a bunch yes. offensively. Yes. And like the they should, like he had a great game. They should have won. Like let's say they don't collapse yeah. late, they don't give up an eight point lead with a comedy of errors. Um, they win the game, even though Jokic has like thirty four yeah. and sixteen. Yeah. So that's definitely the, what the approach. Like this is it. This is who they are. Their best players are not all a bunch of seven footers. Their best players are six foot five, six foot six, six foot seven, six foot three, uh, and guys who play up, guys who play bigger, uh, who can play bigger. This is this is the way they're going to do it, and I, you know you can call it stubborn, you can call it realistic, whatever world they're in. They're just like if removing one of their wings for a bad center on the roster to them gets them nothing. It's going to cost Joe Lacob seven million dollars or whatever it's going to be, and they're already paying God, you know, loads and loads of money. I do. We talk about the rotation stuff. You know, I, I just love this stuff. Um, they, you know, I thought the biggest thing they did, well, other than probably move. Jordan pulled down a little bit of a notch when you start Gary Payton the second and you play him as many minutes as he did and you need him out there. Uh, he plays like a forward mostly, but he does sometimes get guard minutes. And also they're basically splitting Steph and Clay in the middle of the game. They're going to start together and they're going to end together. But the, like a lot of times it was Steph coming in for Clay, Clay coming in for Steph. I mean, that is a literal stagger. And it does make sense because that second unit if Jordan Poole, I keep going back to this. I'm being, he had a good game. He did have a good game, but, man, it, he also can get slowed down. They need another offensive person out there. It wasn't going to work. It hasn't worked with Wiggins and Poole. So you put Clay back out there, and things kind of loosen up a little bit. Like, things work better, uh, even when Clay wasn't shooting very well. And I thought it might hurt him offensively with a starting unit, but that starting unit was fine. Things kind of worked around. Then it got Kaminga on in the second unit, and that worked well. And, and you know, Kerr always talks about, oh, I'm going to write about this tomorrow, combinations, combinations, combinations. And you can see, you know, Kaminga, Porter, Clay. That's a combination that might work. You know, Steph, Wiggins, Peyton. Like, you can just kind of see these things clicking in. doesn't mean it's going to be into the playoffs every game, but you can kind of see what Kerr's thinking like when he see, you know, when you see these groups together. They need Draymond, no matter what. But you can see, like, that's the second unit needs some more offense, and it's going to be Clay and Kaminga. That's adding a lot of offense when you put Clay and Kaminga on, on a unit, and they're going to kind of work from there. Yeah, Kaminga and Poole came in at the exact same time, and they were both really good and aggressive. Uh, within eight minutes, Kaminga had ten points, and, and Poole had six points, five assists. He was really passing well uh, to, to open the game. Uh, I just like the combinations in general. Uh, no Damian Lee tonight. That's the guy who really took yeah, yeah, took no the question. brunt of, of Peyton's, uh, I guess, uh, emergence. Um, but I don't think Warriors fans are too upset about that. You know, you know, we know, you know, 
Kerr loves Damian Lee, sees a lot of himself, I think, in Damian Lee, the journeyman. Kind of hangs around, good shooter, maybe tougher than you think. Uh, but he hadn't, you know, if someone had played himself out of minutes, it's Damian Lee. He just hadn't, he hadn't played very well recently. And if GP2 gets six more minutes because of that, I think they're better. And you figure out some more minutes for Kaminga in there somehow, and you figure, you know, it's just the way this is going to play out. And JTA is out of the rotation. You know, been out of rotation for like five games now. Uh, forget about when Draymond's back. I mean, there's going to be more minutes lost. But I do think this makes it's more cohesive. Uh, I think I think Kaminga works great with the first team. But that's the great talent he is. He's going to be fine with the second team. He's going to help the second team. So he loses some first team minutes, and you have to work around that. But um, I think it does. a lot of these things make sense. And you can just see with Draymond, they're going to fit in, in there too. Uh, but sp- splitting Steph and Clay, one thing this is, it's a compliment to Clay. Like, you're almost all the way back. That we can count on you to carry a unit without Steph. Let's well, go get shots up. Yeah, didn't, yeah get the shots up. He didn't make the shots. But I think he was a little bit more fluid tonight. And, like, the defense did have to react to him. And it did, like, open things up. And let's just other say, by the way, Otto Porter was fantastic. Like, they need Otto Porter. Reba- rebounding oh, in particular. And what do I It's a tough two. Two dribbles. Bounce off a guy. Lean away. Up. It's in. Like, those are really important shots, especially in the playoffs. And he may, he's the only guy who was making them tonight. Like, those tough shots. Yeah, and he's, you know, he's had really good moments at times this season. In Phoenix, he had that, what, I think it was like 19 Double points. Game, yeah. At Utah, in a spot start, he was really good. Um, but, uh, you know, and you see this to the extreme with Iguodala this season. Like, you know, Iguodala will have nice games with, oh, you played him 31 minutes against the Pacers. You're not going to see him for yeah, two weeks. Yeah. Uh, Porter, from a body perspective, is, is clearly on the Iguodala plan. And I think you do see his impact wane. You know, there are nights where he's clearly feeling better. And, like, it's it's in there. But it's just you wonder how often you can rely on that in the playoffs. Um, you know, and maybe you do get it in game two, but then maybe you don't see it again until game it two of the next like round. Either or him or Iguodala. Like, you want to, you know, you don't need them both to be good, but you need one of them, and you can't have neither of them. And it might be when only, they just kind of just weigh it that way. Uh, but Porter does stuff that uh, other guys on this team don't do. Again, that dig in, lower your shoulder, bump somebody off hit a shot and he's big enough to be able to do that uh, you know they they play better when auto porter is making shots they play auto porter and jordan Poole are like the two like to me barometer yeah, like the, those two guys when they're making shots the team just looks better doesn't mean they win every time but they just look better with those two. and when they're not there or they're not playing well like you could just see they're like looking around for someone to take shot and you know this this new rotation kind of spreads out the shooting a little bit but I, I get the sensibility of it. Who knows how long it's going to last? We know Steve Kerr goes through rotations and changes them again. But um, I, I, a lot of this makes sense. And Damian Lee's losing out on it, no question. His minutes are, are, are going to be very rare. JTA's minutes are going to be very rare. We'll see with Bielitsa. I would imagine when Draymond's back, he's going to lose minutes too. He, he's, he's held it. He's, keeps, <laughs> he's holding that rotation spot. He's been in the rotation. Every game he's been available this yep. season, he's been in the rotation. Um, anything else about this, what, a 42 and 17 team? They're now the one seed chase. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to declare it over. I'm calling it. They're seven games back in the lost column of Phoenix and Phoenix has only lost 10 games this season. And now that game against Phoenix here, like what March 30th 
isn't going to be for number one. It's going to be for the mentality of this team. Like you can just you can feel them yeah. getting until like, Chris Paul says, "You know what, starters, we we ain't going. <laughs> don't then, don't give." And it won't be for very much, but like that that could be an interesting barometer game. Uh, and I am coming back from vacation just for that game. So Chris Paul, you better show up for that game. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you know, two is looking not so good for them. And if you get to three, you're right. I mean, then then that, that brings better teams they, into into play for the six in, in that first round. They got, uh, you know, I guess you could say a little bit lucky tonight. Portland went into Memphis and beat the Grizzlies. Or yeah. else they would have only been a half game up heading to the break. And that would if they had won, they would be two and a half. Yeah, so you know, and they should have won. I'm just, I, I'm, it's, I don't know that you would. Well, we'll see who comes out of seven. I, again, I don't know how important. Like, we're obviously we'll it probably be the high. Lakers coming, right? I mean, I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, per, depends. I mean, the Lakers look good tonight, and but I mean, the Clippers who whooped up on the Warriors the other day is yeah, Clippers actually would be a tougher the, matchup, I think, because you know, without knowing who's coming back, but they just play that D. They play that Ty Lue D. If the Lakers stay at nine, which is where they are, pretty, you know, like they're they're not right next to the Clippers right now. If they stay at 9-10, they cannot yeah, be the 7. Be the eight. They would have to be the 8. So it would probably be the winner of Wolves-Clippers is what it's looking like would be the 2 set. That would be the 7 seed. So, But, you know, that's still several weeks away from becoming uh, something, a topic we should discuss. Anything else on this team before I send it out for the break, by the way? I'm, I'm clocking out, <laughs> Tim. I ain't going to Cleveland. All-Star All-82? Uh, you know, I, I think there would be a, there's going to be a lot of angst. There is a lot of angst in Warriors land. I think it's deserved. I'm not going to tell Warriors fans a four out of five is nothing to worry about. I think this has all become a wait for Draymond. It really has. And they might lose some more games just as they're waiting for Draymond. But the whole focus now of this season is can Draymond get back healthy? When is it going to be? And who are they, you know, who are they going to have to draw in the playoffs because they've slipped a little bit, waiting, you know, waiting for Jamon to come back. And if he's not back 100%, they are not going to go very far. And and maybe some there's been some illusion in their minds that they could kind of withstand this. And obviously, they need Draymond to win a championship, but maybe they get through a playoff or whatever. That I don't know that that's I mean, at all. Possible. Sure, they could beat the Wolves. Yeah, you know. but, but are they going to win enough without him to get to draw the Wolves? I mean, you know, I guess they would. They would draw the Wolves, but it's just. Would they beat Memphis in the second round without him? Well, that's or like, without you know, a Steph, good what Steph was saying, I'm going to be right about it. It's like, you know, if you're being realistic, you talk about next man up, but the r- roster's constructed in a way that you need, he said, certain players available. Draymond Green is the one player. They must have Draymond Green. Well, Steph's the other one. I was going to say. Yeah, Steph's yeah. the other one. But it's Steph saying it. So uh, if it just doesn't, whatever formulation, you could say they should have done this, they should have done that, trade, trade for Bradley Bill, whatever. It does not work. Unless Draymond Green and Steph Curry are there, and Draymond Green is not there right now. And now this whole lead-up, we got 23 more games, is when's he coming back, how does he look when he comes back, and who are they playing now that he's back? That's the whole thing. There's nothing else that's going to be decided other than those three things. And Wiseman. <laughs> kind of. I mean, that, that'll be an interesting, yeah, to me, that, that's going to be like, you know, three, four, five games of, like, really interesting, like, how does the second overall pick look? But um, as you talk about where this team is going, one guy matters a whole lot more than the other. And there's nothing – and the decision they made, right, right or wrong, is that there's nothing they can do that would change that dynamic, for, you know, within the buyout market. It's Draymond, and anything they did in the buyout would be meaningless – 
with Draymond in or Draymond out. It's it's all about Draymond. It's not about the rest of the roster. This is who they are. All right. Well, uh, we'll talk to you probably pre-break. I think we'll do a Warriors plus minus, like previewing the second half next week. So talk to you then.